today on Jeff's podcast. Listen to what the Lord said to me recently. While the enemy is in your ear telling you you're inadequate and unaccomplished, I remind you that every goal you've set, I've empowered you to accomplish. Whether it was birthed from my spirit or birthed in your flesh, I allowed you and equipped you to accomplish it. So why would you continue to believe what is contrary to what I have already proven to you I will do? My people did so as well. I delivered them from Egypt, and they murmured. I parted the Red Sea and delivered them again, and they murmured. I sent them manna, and they murmured. I caused water to flow from a rock, and they murmured. I have given them miracle after miracle, and they murmured. Their bodies were free, but their minds were held hostage to the bondage of generations. I took them out of Egypt, but they would not allow me to take Egypt out of them. I've made you good, but it didn't happen because you are good enough. I made you talented, but it doesn't happen because you are talented enough. I made you gifted, but it doesn't happen because you are gifted enough. I made you intelligent, but it doesn't happen because you are intelligent enough. It happens because you have unlocked a secret. It is the secret of the power of vision. Vision is a divine law that I set in motion. It is the law that declares if what you see becomes what you say in my name and what you say becomes what you believe, then what you believe becomes what you see. But if you believe what others say, what they say becomes what convinces you to believe and what you believe becomes what you see. This is what's known as the self-fulfilling prophecy. Your vision must be your vision. A vision is absolute. It must be fulfilled. It was created to be fulfilled. You are not waiting on it. It's waiting on you. Every step you take, every word you say, every action you perform, when it doesn't contribute to the vision, it will be in conflict with the vision. You know, it is said that blind people can see their thoughts if they were not born blind. It is not the eyes that see, but the brain. I mentioned this last week. The eyes act like a camera. Studies show, listen to this now. I found this in in, uh, the book, The God Gene. Studies show that when children are asked to depict God in a drawing, they draw a face, the face of God. As people get older, they see a cross or a star of David or some other symbol of God. But a child's very first thought of God is his face. That's why it's so important to raise our children in the fear of the Lord, because as they get older, they begin to see what others say to them about God, taking their mind off the face of God. Look at Joseph's case. In Joseph's case, God's plan, his vision, God's plan depended on the vision of Joseph to be accomplished. A family depended on it. A nation depended on it. A movement 
depended on it. God gave Joseph a dream at a very young age, showing him that others would be bowing down to him. His brothers would be bowing down to him. That vision that started Joseph's journey through the valleys and the mountaintops, God's plan for Israel depended upon Joseph's vision coming to pass. If your vision is not intimidating, it's not your vision, it's your comfort zone. I'm going to say that again. If your vision is not intimidating, it's not your vision, it's your comfort zone. God is all about granting you vision, a picture of tomorrow that drives you to push and to accomplish what he set before you. Everywhere in scripture you look, you will find God uh, saying to his servants, what do you see? He asked Elijah, what do you see? Elijah asked his servant, what do you see? God asked Ezekiel, Ezekiel, what do you see? Several times he asked Jeremiah, what do you see? He asked Amos, what do you see? God wants to know what you see, not because he doesn't know, but because he wants you to focus your vision to be in a line with his vision. This word that God spoke to me was as I was attending service with my daughter the other, the other day on her very first Mother's Day. And uh, uh, I have to say, I, I would be embarrassed to uh, say, but I'm going to say that I wasn't paying attention to the message being preached so much as I was listening to the voice of God speaking to me. The very first part of that, the Lord began to deal with me as I shared with you uh, uh, the question sometimes that I ask in my mind, he said, as the enemy is telling you, you're inadequate, you're not enough, you're not successful enough. I want you to stop and remember, the Lord said, that everything that you've set your hand to, I've allowed you to accomplish, whether it was born in uh, the vision I gave you or whether it was born of your flesh. Let me tell you what I mean. As much as God has done for me, sometimes I still question myself. But God began to remind me from the very young age, I had visions and dreams of ministry. I had a vision when I was in college of being a full-time evangelist, a revivalist. And against everyone's advice to me, God performed that in my life. And for five years, I lived my dream of being a full-time revivalist. Then as I was pastoring a church, the Lord gave me a vision and I wanted to be a state director of youth and Christian education. I wanted to minister to teenagers on a, on a, on a state level, on a larger level. I wanted to be a part of something bigger than me. And as I pursued that vision, God reminded me against all odds, I fulfilled that vision in your life. My vision of, of being able to fulfill a childhood dream of being in law enforcement, that wasn't, uh, at the time, I don't believe it was born of, of the spirit, but of the flesh. It was something that I wanted. Even that, God allowed me to accomplish. I set out to write a book. I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get to that place in my life. I just couldn't wrap my brain around the concept as easy as, as, as it seems. There seemed to be a roadblock there, and God said, I allowed you to do it. Everything that you have set your mind to, every vision that I have given you, every dream that you've had, I have empowered you to perform it. And then God asked me a question, why is it you still doubt me? 
I want to ask you that question. How many times has God come through for you over and over again, fulfilling the visions in your life that you wanted to accomplish? And God did it. He empowered you. He he provided for you. He put you in the right place at the right time. He connected you with the right people. I could go back through my life and I can begin to name names of the connections God has allowed me to have that were the people who could provide the platform that would be required for me to fulfill a vision. God is all about vision. God has asked me through my life, what do you see? And when I can see what God sees and I can say what God says, then I can accomplish what God has empowered me to accomplish. When you see becomes what you say, what you say becomes what you believe, and what you believe becomes what you see, what you see in the Spirit. Eventually, through this cycle of speaking into existence, those things that are not what you see in the Spirit can eventually become what you see with your eyes. You spend too much time focusing on what other people see, then you will never see anything for yourself. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with the vision that I have for my life going forward now and my vision for what I believe ministry holds for me now. I have always had a feeling in my heart, and I believe some of you can identify with this, that what God wants to do in and through me is bigger than I realize. And that's not meant to sound uh, arrogant or pompous. It's meant to give glory to God for using such a small and insignificant vessel as I to perform something great. I have that belief. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't even know why. But I know that God wants to perform it in my life. And so that that's how I feel right now, that God out in front of me, just beyond my reach, there is something God is doing. And there's been seasons over the last several months and even the entire last 12 to 16 months as we have gone through this global pandemic. I've asked the Lord, Father, why, why am I experiencing such a lull and a lag in the process? I'm, I'm one of those kinds of people that I'm impatient and I want to see things through and I want to skip all of the unnecessary, uh, all the unnecessary uh, collateral, you know, ancillary details and get right to the point. Let's not beat around the bush. And the Lord reminded me that it is his vision in me, not my vision that I've convinced him of so much so that I don't even know the extent of the vision. And that's when God said to me, your vision must come to pass. A vision has been created to come to pass. Water must be wet. Light must be bright and a vision must be fulfilled. It was created to be fulfilled. It was set in motion to be fulfilled. And no matter what I do, I cannot stop the vision of God from being fulfilled. Even if I'm disobedient, God will give the vision to someone else to be fulfilled. What God placed in me, what I see in my spirit as God's vision in my life, in my family, in my ministry, my vision must be fulfilled. It's going to be fulfilled with or 
without me because somebody depends on it. Just like the nation of Israel depended on Joseph's vision to come to pass for the saving of his house, then the vision is God's given me and the vision God has given you it must come to pass. And I'm going to tell you, this is something that I have wrestled with in my own life, that things that get in the way that are distractions from what God has appointed me for, they always work against the vision. And so I want to give you this piece of advice. If what you are doing or saying or spending your time carrying out. If what you are doing and you're saying, if your words and your actions do not further the vision God has given you, they're a waste of time. Do not allow the enemy to distract you to the point of working against your own vision, because as long as you do that, there will always be friction. As long as you are doing and saying something that is not lining up with what God is speaking to you, there will be friction in your life. Mm. But if you will say with your mouth what you see with your spirit, God will put that in you so collectively and so uh, strong and so convincingly that you will believe to the seeing in the natural what you have only seen in the spirit. Mm. I just had to share this with you today. I believe God, as I said last week, is provision. As you can tell, this idea of vision's just been rolling around in my heart for the last couple of weeks, and I, I, I just continue to. Uh, I, I don't know how God does with you, but with me, sometimes it takes me a little longer to get things between my ears straight. And 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 when God is speaking to me, it seems like the subject just stays the same for a week, two weeks, three weeks, sometimes a month. And God just continues to roll that around in my spirit and speak to me. And that's what I've been experiencing lately. I have a vision and and I've questioned the vision. And sometimes God has to remind me, I've never, ever, ever denied you accomplishing something you set out to do. And that was a powerful epiphany for me at that very moment because I had never thought about that before, but as I began to rehash the events of my life, every goal that I have set, God allowed me to accomplish it. Not because I'm good enough, but because he's faithful enough. And my visions are my visions because God planted them in my heart. And he loves me so much that even something that I wanted, didn't necessarily need, but I wanted, he allowed me to have it. Now, God doesn't always do that. But sometimes when you're walking in his will, God will even let you have the things that you want. That's the kind of God he is. He is a faithful God, just like my own children. There are some things that they needed, but there were some things that they just wanted. And even that, I would give it to them when I knew it, it, it was something that they wanted. They, it was a desire of their heart. The word says that God will give us the desires of our hearts. And sometimes that's just something that we want. I want to encourage you to focus in on vision for the next several days, weeks, months, and articulate to yourself. That's what God told Habakkuk to do in chapter two. He said to 
articulate the vision, write it down, read it and meditate on it and get it in your heart until it becomes not just something you see in your spirit, but something that you say until it gets in your gut and you believe it. You have faith and eventually God's going to let you see it with your eyes. I'm going to stop there till next week. I hope that you will understand today that your vision is a vision that must be accomplished and God's going to help you do it. Don't fret, just wait and see what God does in your life. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform or Jeff's YouTube channel. For more information about this ministry, visit us at jeffwolf.org. Just Released is Jeff's newest book, 10 Reasons Why. You can get it free by texting the keyword RESTORED to 833-649-1545. Message and data rates may apply. We'll see you next week. Be blessed.